What is going on, my friends? I hope you're doing well wherever in the world you are. This is Demi, your host, and welcome to yet another episode of that Arsenal Women podcast. You wanted an Arsenal Women podcast? Well, guess what? You got an Arsenal Women podcast. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you today? I hope everything's good. Like I said, wherever you are listening, I'm so happy to always hear from people from all over and see downloads from many different countries. And it's always a pleasure and a privilege. So I want to thank you in advance, as always, and also for subscribing and all that good stuff that all these YouTubers tell you to do. Smashing the like button and things like that, which (laughs) I can't stand. But that's a topic for a different podcast altogether. If you have no idea who this is, my name is Demian. I am a professional musician currently on tour with the Jonas Brothers. I'm somewhere in Pennsylvania, I think. Yes, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And today I'm bringing you a very special episode because it's a little bit of a continuation of the tribute that I played to Fifiana Miedema and her scoring 100 goals for the good old Arsenal. And... uh, Moreover, I want to talk uh, today about something that I consider to be very, very serious, which is the lack of support in posting that you see via social media from the men's squad. And it's something that I've been complaining about for a long time and I've been speaking about on Twitter, but I think now is the perfect opportunity to speak about it because um, I'm very passionate about it. So, I want to thank you in advance for your time, for listening. And of course, if you have anything to say, I am all ears. I always want to learn. I always want to um, review myself and audit and and think about things from a different perspective. So here we go. I hope you're ready. Here comes the monologue. Um, I need to start this from a positive standpoint first. As you know, if you're an Arsenal women's fan, we have a phenomenal squad. We're very lucky to have had a historic team through the years, not to be redundant, uh, winning the quadruple, so on and so forth. You know, the women have accomplished many things that the men haven't, as is the norm with society in many, many things. But speaking about the club itself especially in recent years, the women have done uh, incredibly well. They've won a WSL title, whereas the men have not won the Premier League since 03-04. And among many things, you know, you know that I that I like discussing, I don't really like to necessarily compare because I don't think it's fair to either side. But the reality is that we are going through a beautiful period at Arsenal and we have many world-class players. Of course, it's easy to fixate and, and see it all sort of revolving around Viviana Miedema, and rightfully so, for all intents and purposes, the best player on the planet. However, we do have many other world-class players, such as Beth Mead, Katie McCabe, Steph Catley, Leah Williamson, just to name a few, Kim Little, <laughs> Leah Valti. The list goes on and on and on. We are very privileged. Last season, we had a couple of um, world-class players as well, including who I think is 
I've made no secrets. My favorite player and somebody who I think is among the greatest players to ever play the game, Daniela van de Donk. And we are so lucky that we have these incredible women wearing the Arsenal shirt and representing that badge that we love. And one thing about the club, not to be sort of too in the weeds or making so Arsenal-centric necessarily, even though it's called that Arsenal Women podcast, but the whole motto, the theme, the philosophy, the ethos of this club is victory through harmony. And those three words have not been represented by the men's squad in who knows how long. Let's be honest. However, even during seasons where the women didn't win anything, there was a lot of harmony. You're talking about interpersonal relationships, friendships, uh, romantic relationships, whatever level of um, camaraderie, so to speak, there could exist. It's very much intertwined, and there is a level of harmony. There is a level of uh, victory that has been achieved. And so that's sort of the bottom line. So they deserve the support because they have earned it. And it's not just a matter of like, oh, they should just only support them because they're women, which I think they should in general, not from a weakness standpoint or anything absurd like that. But because it's what do you do? You support the, the same way that I would love the women to support the men. It's the same thing. So I'm trying to I'm trying to put myself in in, in the the headspace of of these players that don't post about Viv or Leah or DVD leaving or Beth Mead scoring cracker after cracker and having so many assists or Katie McKay getting. Uh, you know, the player of the year award last year after her phenomenal season. So it's a pattern. You know, the last thing I, the last time I remember any of the men saying something was David Luiz, who's no longer at the club, uh, post something about the Man United match that we had to win to secure Champions League qualification. And I think Alexander Lacazette also did it, but I think he posted a picture of himself or something like that. So it's kind of, kind of absurd but I'm trying to I'm trying to sort of not necessarily play devil's advocate I'm trying to try to understand where these players sort of might be coming from mentally and I can't comprehend it I I truly can't and I sort of there has to be a few options so I'm trying to think of like you know why don't they post why don't they do it right one of the I'm sort of spitballing here. Like, uh, one of the reasons has to be that they don't care about women's football. Right? As horrible as that sounds, they don't care. Right? They train next to them. They see them every day. They might be friends. And again, uh, sort of before I even get started, I understand that there might be support behind the scenes. And we know of players like, Rob Holding, that's friends with Jordan Knobs, and, and Hector Bellerin, that's no longer at the club. Being supportive, I get that. I know that Ian Wright, the legend, is, supports so many of these players. I get that. I'm talking about, you know, also, uh, you know, <laughs> tell me that you love me. Not only sort of show me that you love me, but also tell me, you know, uh, it's good also. So 
that's one one scenario. They don't care about women's football. Another thing might be, um, let me think. Um, maybe they don't think that women should be playing in the first place, and they don't want to contribute to this, right? And I know I'm getting a little dark, but just stay with me. So again, they don't care, and they don't think that they should be playing, which is pretty damn alarming, right? Because these guys might have a daughter, a sister, and yeah, guess what? They have a mother. So there's something crazy in there if 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 we were to analyze it psychologically, but I'm not even gonna go there because I'm not an expert. So let's just say maybe um they they acknowledge that women's football exist. They uh are okay with them playing the sport, but maybe they don't think that they the women deserve their post like the player the, the men's players post like well you know they didn't win a champions league or they didn't win this so i'm not going to post about scoring a goal here or an, a sick assist here you know that could be a a reality as well another thing that i think that could be very alarming is the fact that they might not want to lose followers or fans you know if they champion women like how absurd is that Imagine you're a professional footballer there. You're making 150,000 pounds a week. And you have, you know, a couple of million followers on your Instagram. And you don't want to post about, you know, this is not like taking a a political stance. Like if you're pro or anti-abortion or if you are, you know, pro-Brexit or whatever, you know, anti-vaccine or something which don't be stupid get the vaccine like or like it's not a like that big of a of a of a it's not a controversial issue so if imagine if you're a player and again i'm just trying to figure out how why these people aren't doing this and it just grinds my gears because i cannot comprehend it another sort of dimension to it might be that they're jealous that's the reality. Pierre Aubameyang, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, Alexander Lacazette, Mesut Ozil, none of these people will ever come close to being the player that Viviana Miedema, that Beth Mead, that Daniela van der Donk, that Katie McCabe are. Obviously, that's my opinion. And Ozil did win a World Cup, but Mana Iwobuchi won a World Cup. Tobin Heath won two World Cups, and she's an Arsenal player. So we can go down this road anyway. The, 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 the point of the matter is that they haven't accomplished what a lot of these incredible athletes in the women's team have, and maybe they're jealous. Maybe they see Viv win a Euro Cup, and they don't feel like, oh, well, I'm not going to post it. I didn't win it, so no, I'm, not, I'm just not going to post it. I don't know. I'm just trying to post this. I'm not accusing them of this being the reasons. I'm just trying to understand. I understand, or I don't understand, so I'm trying to. Maybe they just have a hard time praising women. How about that? Or being compared to women. You know, maybe maybe they feel it's very uh, humiliating if somebody tweets at them like, hey, man, the women are doing this or they're doing that. Some of the tw- tweets that I've, I've posted and they feel like like they just have a hard time being compared to women. So there might be a deep-lying issue that that is 
having to do with their upbringing and how they view women in society, you know? Maybe they just have a really, 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 really hard time having female role models. So you, you, you live your life and you're in this position of helping people and you want to help causes like anti, you know, racism, fighting racism and all these other things. And there's, of course, those are incredible uh, causes. But tweeting about Katie McCabe it's not going to, you know, put a, a blip in your cause against racism. You idiot is what I want to say to these people sometimes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but it's like, it's commonsensical. It really is. It, it truly is. And I've worked with famous people. I know what having an entourage means. I know that people, you know, you, ha you can have people helping you run your social media. So you can't tell me that you are in a photo shoot or you are in your jet and you're going to do a campaign for Adidas or Nike or whatever and you can't tell one of your minions, like, hey, can you post about Viv, right? Uh, do a story. Don't do a post. Just do a story, whatever. Nothing, nothing. Viviana Miedema scored 100 goals for Arsenal and there was very much a deafening silence from every squad member of that team. I look through every post, every player, most players, actually, I'm lying, most players, and there was nothing. Zero. So you can't tell me that everything is all right with the club. right? Where are the captains? Right, we've on the men's side we've complained that we haven't had a real captain since, you know, uh, Vieira. Well, yes, then Fabregas and Van Persie have spoken about this before. But where is, you know, where's the leadership? Why aren't they posting about it? Why aren't they supporting her? Why aren't they being more open about it and have an actual impact in society, in their club, and in their team, and all the boys that? might grow up to be misogynist, but you have a way to stop them or help them curb that behavior. So you have uh, uh, one of the so-called captains spending the entire summer flirting online on, on Instagram with a rival coach, not only a, a coach from another team, but a coach that has kicked our ass consistently and made it a point to basically poop on Arsenal and Arsene Wenger for years talking about Shaka and Jose Mourinho like what what are you doing so you can't tell me that you want to progress as a club on the men's side and completely ignore the women's side and this happens in football in general that happens to female squats in France in Germany in Spain I know this for a fact because I've spoken to these players it's not a thing not a lot of people get support. You have Liverpool, for example, that uh, has millions upon millions upon millions and billions of revenue and all this other stuff, and they don't really have a, a, a training facility for, for women. So it's not only an Arsenal-exclusive problem. That is obvious. But the fact of the matter is that this is my club, and that's what I'm talking about. This is called that Arsenal Women Football. I mean, that Arsenal Women Podcast. So that's why I'm being so centric on it. So... 
I'm just trying to, what, what I'm trying to get at is that, I, I, honestly, I don't know what I'm trying to get at, but what, I'm, what I will say is this. If there is one group of people in the sporting world that don't need the help of their male counterparts necessarily to succeed is the women. Women footballers. They have been through hell and back. And they have been, in many cases, I've lost count of how many how many players in the women's squad I've read bios on. And they were like, yeah, I was the first, you know, girl to ever be, be, be playing with a with whatever men's club. And yeah, you know, I was better within the girls. And then I went and then the boys were real, real rough. And then they were like, oh my God, she's way better than us and blah, blah, blah. So they don't, it's not like they need this, like throw them a bone, you know, like, do you really think, do you really think that Leah Williamson needs <laughs> some random player, trans, transitional player at Arsenal Club, I don't know, tweeting about her for her to be committed in and in, in be such an amazing tackler of the ball and such an amazing passer? Absolutely not. They don't need them. What I'm saying is, on my behalf, on my side, as a f women's football fan, I think it's absolutely pathetic and unacceptable that players from my team are not praising the players that deserve it, that need it in general, just to grow the brand. So why can't Arsenal Football Club... So if you're losing on the pitch... What, how about this concept? Why don't you win off of it? Why can't you be what you used to be? This sort of, you know, flagship club when it comes to women's football in minorities. Gay Gooners, I believe, is the oldest LGBTQ association, <clears throat> excuse me, in, in, in the Premier League, if not the English League in general. So, yeah, of course I'm proud of those things. And I would be even more proud. I don't care if Arsenal lose and they they finish 10th in the table. But if they support the women more, I I'm, I'm, I'm know that's going to sound like I'm, it's far-fetched, but I will care even more. You know, it's a project. It's, it's, it's growth. It's having an impact in society and, and not being a laughing stock for what we do on the pitch, but we could be res even much more respected off the pitch. So that's the whole point. This is all about respect, right? So, it's not like they they just they the 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 women players deserve respect. Of course they do. Every player deserves respect. The academy players deserve respect. Women's deserve women's squad deserves respect. The men's squad deserve respect. Everybody, the tea lady, the workers at the lunchbox at Meadow Park, uh, anybody and everybody at the club in any club deserve respect. What I'm saying is that when you have the platform and the ability to have so much impact on the youth and toxicity in terms of male, uh, you know, toxic masculinity, and you can have a say and you can support, right? And then you're at the same time complaining that FIFA and UEFA aren't doing anything for racism, but you could help do something for women's rights and women's football, and you're not doing it, then I... I I have a a little bit of a problem with that or understanding that. Anyhow, these were my two cents. I'm very curious to know what you have to say, how you interpret things. Um, if you think I'm wrong, if you think I'm right, I want to know. 
I also understand that, you know, whenever the players do post about it, I happen to be very skeptical about it. And it's very, it's so sporadic that it feels forced and not genuine. And I spoke about this last podcast. So what is it going to take for me to stop doing that? Well, probably if they post all the time. Like even four games in or whatever, five matches in, the insane amount of goals in classy, incredibly difficult goals to score that the, these women have scored and built, right, and created in the performances, solo performances, group performances, and, of course, uh, uh, team performances, of course, what they've done with their national teams recently. Only five matches you could pick seven or eight goals that you could post about moments you could post about katie mccabe winning player of the year that 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 goes an opportunity uh viv scoring 100 goals beth mead getting recalled to the to the english team and having i lost count of how many assists and how many goals maybe one goal and six assists or some absurd number i might be wrong but it doesn't matter you could just look it up Anyway, my friends, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you, and we'll be speaking again very soon. Have a good day.